from grain to glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. Hello. This is the best beer show on the internet. Yeah, I think every time you say I'm Casey and then I'm supposed to say I'm Brian, I'm like, oh, shit, uh, Brian, uh, Brian huh? That is uh, that is your <laughs> sign-on now. <laughs> See how we talked about how it like just generated organically. <laughs> All right, we're doing something a little different at the top of the show here. I actually have an ad read that I have to do, right? Moly. Holy shit. Yeah, so the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support uh, homebrewing and homebrewers. Were you ever part of the American Homebrewers Association? I'm, yeah, a couple times I just keep forgetting to, when it comes time to re-up. <laughs> yeah, well, now they support us. <laughs> well, that is awesome. I'll right? have to re-up uh, So uh, joining the AHA will give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Uh, and if you sign up before the end of the year and use code uh, BCSGTG, that's BCSGTG, you will receive a free copy of Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. Uh, which is a fantastic book. I absolutely love that book. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. I was shit. I was reading that today. Actually, <laughs> literally was reading that today. Uh, prepping for the show. No, it's it, it's a good like reference. Um, even if you know a lot about the styles, it's just good to go back. Um, yeah. You can also click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. And we get uh, they so for every sub or subscription that you guys do, they give us a little bit of moolah. So. Ooh. You can join an awesome organization, get a bunch of free cool shit, and like help us out. So really, it's win-win. I think uh, like 2008, uh, I copied a recipe, or I brewed a uh, recipe out of Zimmergy that was at the time a black IPA. And I don't remember who it was in the St. Paul Home Brewers Club, but they accused me of brewing hipster beer. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been reading <laughs> Zimmergy for a lot of years. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's good. I, I like every, like, I'm, the only bummer about it is it's, I think, quarterly. Right. So, like, you get it, and then you read through it, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta wait three months. Oh, Damn good. it. It's good mag. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, a lot of good reference material in there. So go do that. Click on the AHA link at the bottom of our homepage. And, again, that code for the free book is BCSGTG. I'll put it in the, the link or the, the description of this show. Yeah, good call. Um, also, uh, if you'd like to support us more directly, head over to patreon.com. Become a patron today. Patrons get to watch this show live and join in on the on the chat. I know some people were talking about that uh, on the Facebook page today, so hopefully we'll see them pop in during one of these episodes here. And if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, you know where you are because you forgot. I totally did all of my Christmas shopping on Amazon on Tuesday because <laughs> I forgot that Christmas was happening. Uh, head over to blindnewsstudios.com, click on the Amazon link above our homepage, do your Amazon shopping as normal, and it really helps us out. All right. Uh, one final announcement is Brewtoad is shutting down at the end of the year. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? I have no idea. I like all I heard was like I got the email and I've tried to do some research and the, I I just haven't found a ton on it. Like it's just shut shuttering. It seems like I wonder if they're moving on to something new or if it just got too expensive to Who keep knows? the servers running. Interesting. They've been around for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of baffling. I mean, there's better tools out there, like uh, Beersmith. Still waiting for that Beersmith sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, where you at? <laughs> where you at, man? Where are you Bill at? Bill Smith. All right. Uh, so, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Oh, boy. Uh, beer-related. 
Um, just, uh, I haven't had a chance to really write any recipes lately cause we've kind of slowed with the, uh, the newer releases, um, cause we're kind of keeping up with what we have. So, uh, we did brew a brute IPA, uh, did not go the enzyme route, went the Dex route. Uh, so that's tasting good off the, off the fermenter. Um, uh, brewed a, another double dry hop, double IPA, uh, called double bromance and certainly threw a bunch of candy hearts into the boil on that one <laughs> and other candy. Cause out uh, of the boys went to get, the brewers went to get can, you know, candy hearts to put in the beer and they ended up with another, a bun- bunch more candy. And so they were, we were eating candy and throwing candy into the boil kettle and I don't know, we're having, just having a good time. But yeah, another double dry hop. I'm going to, I'm going to try out uh, Simcoe as the biotransform hop this time around. And then we've got uh, Kohatu and Citra uh, as uh, some dry hop action for that. Uh, other than that, I'm getting, getting ready f- to try out a few of these, uh, you know, winter warmers and Christmas sales that I picked up the other day. All right. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so, so it's kind of cool that that ended up being tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that time of year, man. Casey like, read my mind. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. More, uh, that's about it. Okay. What about you? Uh, beer wise, let's see. I'm trying to think. I know. I feel like there was something I did that was very beery, <laughs> but I can't. Honestly, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I went through and started planning out our shows for the next uh, year. Uh, I'm in. I think I made it to March so far. Oh shit! Uh, with with show planning, um, we have some cool cool stuff coming up. I'm sending out uh, a water sample uh, this week. Ah, yeah, we could talk more about this uh, off the air, but I I've zeroed in a couple dates for Justin can swing by, um, so our schedule might be adjusted a little bit. Yep, yeah, yeah. So we'll just uh, uh, we'll we'll yeah. adjust things. Um, yeah, Justin's yeah. very very. Uh, adroit at uh, at um, uh, with water, everything, salt additions, treatment, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Just- yeah, and so we're gonna do some uh, we're gonna do some interesting <coughs> stuff uh, with that. Uh, I'm excited. We're gonna do a we're gonna do at least one one experiment where we brew the same beer, one with water adjustments, one without. Oh man! To uh, yeah to taste the difference and. Can't wait to check that out. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, we're going to do some non-beer fermentation. Uh, we're going to look at some meads and wines um, and maybe like some kombucha, maybe. Sure. Uh, possibly get into some of the food fermentation, like sauerkraut and miso and stuff like that. Miso. Kind of play around with some of that stuff. Get us some snacks. On the yeah, show. that's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we got some we got some really cool stuff coming up in 2019. I'm very excited. And yeah, other than that, just kind of been like trying to lay low a little bit this entire this this two weeks gets insane. That's uh, true. I'm pretty excited though. Uh, over Christmas, I'm going back down to South Dakota, going to check out Remedy Brewing again. I really like them. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, Sioux Falls doesn't have much for beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It is though what South Dakota is one of the or no, is it North or South Dakota that it's like uh, the alcohol consumption is North, North okay yeah because yeah. it's it's all the uh, all the rigs ah uh, yeah the oil rigs yeah that makes sense all right um yeah I'm trying to think I don't know uh oh went to an ugly sweater party last week I may have talked about that last 
think last you might week. Have. Yeah. yeah. We downed a bunch of homebrew. Oh yeah, you did. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So got some got some new stuff in kegs. Pretty excited about that. So uh, why don't we talk about homebrew? That seems important, right? Mm. So I did not send you this dresser. Oh yeah, I did. I, you have the Brewtoad version at least. I have the link. Yeah. Um. So this is the British Strong Ale. Uh. The grist is sixty four. Uh, these are all estimations because there's like points on there that we're not going to worry about. Uh-huh. Uh, 64% Maris Otter, uh, 14% uh, UK Amber, 14% uh, UK Simpsons Dark, and uh, 7% Flaked Barley. Then I did, uh, I'm trying to find the boil time on, ah, boil time, there we go, okay. So I did 16 uh, IBUs of EKG at 60 minutes, and another 12 at 30 minutes. Um, as well as uh, 69 views of Fuggle at 30 mi- or at 60 minutes and 12 at 30 minutes. So EKG and Fuggle uh, then fermented with uh, London Ale from Y East. Which one? Uh, the number is not on here. Is it on the Brew Toad here? I can't. I mean, I, shit, I used to know those numbers off the top of my I, head. Yeah, I'd have to. <laughs> Um, Y East London Ale. Uh, 1318. Or no, 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 not 1318. 1028. 1028. 1028. Yep. Herf Durf. Sorry about that, guys. We're bad at our job. Yeah, totally. I'm still struggling to pull the damn recipe up. Well, Toad's being real slow because they're shutting down. It is actually. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, Oh, you want to, you want to show the beer on beer cam real quick? It's the DOO. uh, There we go. All right. Just for the folks. Watching at home, they can see some of this beer. It's it's got it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Um, so this one, uh, I'm trying to find my numbers ah, here. Shit, I can't even get mine to come up. <laughs> yeah, my the, the recipe one is just like no chug, worries. Chug, chug, chug. Okay, uh, Beersmith. Uh, okay, so uh, did a uh, OG of 1072. Um, finished out at. Oh, where did we finish out? I don't have those numbers in front of me. Jesus. Uh, so <laughs> es- estimated is ten eighteen. I think we finished a little lower than that. Okay. So about seven eight percent. That makes sense. That's acceptable. Yeah. I'd say the this particular beer shouldn't be overly dry. No, no, no. It, and it's sweeter. I don't I don't think it 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 it's not dry. But there's there's one thing I do not like about it. And I want to see if you pick that up <laughs> or if you pick up something else. All right. I'm going to pull the pull it away from beer cam then. Let's, All right. Yep. And I'm going to pull up the BJCP guidelines. Or 17A British Strong Ale. I believe so. I think. Uh, Stop guidelines. Well, I'm just not prepared today, am I? <laughs> Maybe the, listen, to the, listen to the one after this, you guys, because it'll be way better. <laughs> we'll be way more sauce. Way more better. <laughs> yeah. It'll be way better. <laughs> All right. So uh, British Strong, um, an ale of respectable alcoholic strength, traditionally bottle conditioned and cellared. Can have a wide range of interpretations, but most will have a varying degree of malty richness, late hops, bitterness, fruity esters, alcohol warmth. Judges should allow a significant range in character. So basically... We yelled at Gary a lot on this one because all he said was, make it strong and Britishy." Oh, geez. Um, aroma, malty sweet with fruity esters, often with a complex blend of dried fruit, caramel, nuts, toffee, and or specialty malt aromas. Some alcohol notes acceptable, but shouldn't be hot or solventy. So what do you get on the nose? 
I get a like a toasty. Yeah, toasty, caramel. nutty. Kind of really nutty, actually. Low, low to no hops. Yeah, um, very low on the hop. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any hot or solventy alcohol. Well, a little bit, a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, there's there's a little booze there. Yep, actually, there it is. Had to give it a little bit of a swirl. All right, um, appearance. Graham. A little bit of gram, oh. almost. Oh, oh yeah, I was, like a, I was focusing on the alcohol and then stopped doing that and then started <laughs> sm- started smelling uh, a little graham cracker. Um, appearance: deep gold to dark reddish brown. Uh, patented beer cam or beer light. Uh, mm. This is reddish brown or reddish, deep reddish, like a mahogany. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Did you figure it out? Yeah. The, the, it's solventy. It's boozy. It's very boozy. Like in a, in a not like. Not pleasant way. Good way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured that out right away. But I will say beyond that, it does taste pretty damn good. If you can get past the booze, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But the booze ruins it for me completely. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> But other than that, very like dark fruit, raisin, graham, you know. Yeah, like, no, there's like a big like. Um, um, it's almost like an, a light English barley wine. Yep. And we, we it's like we scaled everything back, but forgot to scale the booze back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the body is um, body's a little like moderate. It's not it's not super chewy. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, mouthfeel is supposed to be medium. Or too yeah. full, sure. But I mean, I, I think if I if I was able to scale the booze back, and so what what causes the hot solventy fermentation temp? Yeah, it's inevitably it has to do with the yeast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it fermented hot, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, that makes that makes all the sense to me, um, honestly. Uh, especially with that particular strain too. That London strain needs to be. I guess 64 is probably a good number that's floating around in my head. Um, yeah, so just it 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 went too quick. Yeah, no, it, it chewed is, too fast. And is probably yeah. the, the nickel. No. So way unfortunately, to say it, I have to give this one a thumbs down. Dude, I think this is like. A, is this a rebrew then? <laughs> I think this is a rebrew. Son of a bitch. I know. I don't think we've had one of those. Uh, no, I got to. Well, I gotta, in my tenure anyway. Yeah, I have to schedule the rebrews for this year too. If you, and those are going to be the shows, like. And I'm just like, if we don't have anything to brew that week, I'll just get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then what you guys didn't see is that Casey poured his sample out. Oh, they saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Casey poured his. He like poured one out. <laughs> I think I'll do that too. But uh, I, it's I, it's too it's too solventy. I can't uh, I can't do it. Like it tastes like alcohol. I've, like I've rubbing alcohol my, smells. I've, I've spoiled myself with good beer. So when I have the shit beer, and like the thing is, so I had I I gave them this keg, and uh, one of my other, like uh, one of my other uh, kegs, and. They were like, hey, 
this is the better one. I'm like, no, this is not. Like, this other English delicious one that I have here is so much better. Yeah, it's only 4%, but it's not going to strip paint off the walls. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, just goes to show you, I mean, shit, uh, how many batches have we dumped at the brewery? Three, I think, at this point in the game. One of, one of them hurt bad because it was kind of a lot of beer. But you, you know, if you got to dump it, you got to dump it. That's that. I mean, that's yeah. all I can say about that. It sucks. The one we had to file an insurance, you know, insurance claim because there was a mechanical malfunction. And yeah, I guess. Is there like um, some sort of insurance? Definitely. For uh, for like dumped uh, dumped beers and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously you pay a deductible and then your rate goes up a ton. But whatevs. I mean, you got to recover it. You got to recover something. You know, you can't just be dumping beer. You know, every other day. So hopefully, you know, you're not, you don't suck <laughs> at brewing large amounts of beer. Well, or you go out of business pretty quick. Yes, very true. Well, so I guess we'll see that one on a, a later show. Yeah, we'll see that one in the future. <laughs> do we want to keep rolling and talking about that beer or do we? I mean, we, we can if you have anything to add. I don't really. I um, think fermentation temp is the only thing I need to change on that recipe. Yeah, that'd probably be your only deal. I mean, otherwise, in my mind overall, it was definitely to style. Yeah, um, I think so, I think it was yeah. to style for everything except for my fermentation fuck up. Mm-hmm. So that's life in the big city, my friend. It's yeah, you know, it's it's the home brewer's life. It's the life I chose, <laughs> and I kick myself every goddamn day. Yeah, I kick myself. You know how nice it would be just to be a schmuck who goes to the store and buys beer. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I want to go back to that. <laughs> Times were simpler when I went to just went to the liquor store. All I had to do was go buy a beer, and if I liked it, I liked it. I didn't have to know why I liked it. I didn't have to tear it apart. I didn't uh-huh. have to find this beer and then, like, taste inconsistencies batch to batch. Mm-hmm. I just oh, liked things. I, I really do enjoy that, because we keep, you know, we keep two cases of everything, and then slowly over the course of... I would say, actually, okay, so just... I'll throw this out there, because... Because it's kind of like even you know super fun for me to to understand this, but I think once once our hoppy beers hit like four to five months, like that's that's they're done. Um, Do you guys put a uh, a date on your cans? Not as of yet. Um, okay. The date coder that's supposed to be outfitted on our labeling machine it doesn't fit because of the outside diameter of the actual labels we use and we just tape it on there yeah just tape it on there i'll show you this this, <laughs> con, this contraption sometime next time you're at the brewery uh but yeah it, we were just like yep yeah, nope mm-mm. we had to we had to modify our labeler just for various reasons just because it works better one way or the other but um yeah no uh <clears throat> honestly like Four to five months, and 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 I think we're lucky to get that much length out of our no, that's, IPA that's, that's in in twelve ounce cans, and a lot of it has to do with keeping it on a cold shelf. Uh, we do keep one case cold, one case warm, and they are night and day after four months. Do you guys do a like do a do a poll like if you find somewhere where they you've that's been sitting warm for three four months? Will you guys pull it or? Definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely pull stuff. Um, 
I actually it I run like a report and I can tell what has gone to where when and if we haven't ordered it's it's called a gap report if we haven't ordered from a place if a place hasn't ordered in a long time then we kind of a red flag is raised and we go check it out and we definitely um hit uh we we definitely pull stuff all the time um, okay yeah so like a lot of times crawlers for us if we have cans they don't really move Unless it's something different, and so yeah, we're, we pull stuff all the time. You know that sucks, but you know doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. But I yeah. mean, for the most part, our beer moves quickly enough that we don't have to deal with. Well, that, it's so. like I've I've seen uh, places where they've had bombers of really good like pale ales and IPAs mm. that have just a coat of dust on them because they've been sitting on the shelf yeah. so long. And I'm like, well, I'm never buying that type of beer here now. Well, I mean, you really honestly push back on the liquor store because that's that's ridiculous. Oh, I have. Like, and they're like, "Well, what do we do with it? Dust the motherfucking thing." <laughs> it's called it's called dusting. They're like, "Well, yeah, but it's old, but somebody might buy yeah, it." I don't know about that, man. That's... I'm like, no, you're aging a you're aging a five percent pale ale. They like, <laughs> they get credit back from the distributor or from the brewery. Like when we if we pull product, we we don't obviously don't charge them. Yeah, you know, so. There's no excuse. Period. That's good to know. <laughs> um, all right. So we're, today we're talking about uh, kind of a broad discussion topic. These these two weeks, uh, we're getting towards the end of the year. Mm. We're exhausted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just being completely honest, we're we're just we're kind of burnt out. We have all this like family shit gumming and whatnot, yeah. and so we just we figured we'd have two discussion topics. Um, not really dig too deep into anything. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, like winter warmers or winter ales, uh, winter Christmassy beers. Mm-hmm. And then next week uh, on Christmas Day, we figured we'd give you something to listen to. So we're going to talk about our uh, what what beer is our favorite like quote unquote Christmas beer like Christmas Day. What do you like to open up and drink? Mm. Yeah, I mean you know we're, so we're talking winter ale. I mean I guess. When I think of those, I think about. Uh, you want to go ahead and throw that on beer can? There? Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna uh, while we're talking about this, we're going to be drinking a fairly quintessential uh, winter beer, uh, Ten Lords a Leaping. That is from, a super good way to put it. Yeah, from uh, uh, the brewery. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of spiced beer. I think of like boozy, big time beers when I think of winter. Well, beers, this is ten and a half percent. So this is, yeah, 10 Lords. They do, you know, what they do, like, uh, tell them, talk about the series. How does that work? They do the the brewery. The brewery? Uh, I mean, they do so many different, I think this is just a, uh, this they do this one every year. I don't know if this is a part of a series. Yeah. I thought they'd, you know, 10 Lords Leap in nine did they, did of milking. Did they do the entire series? It's a, yeah, I thought so. Shit, man, you're, you're the one that knows, <laughs> supposed to know more about this shit than I do. I, I, this one I do not know. Um, so the brewery does so many different beers yeah. that I can never remember which ones are part of a series and which ones aren't. I'm pretty sure this is part of a series. Right. But. Um, we will look at that in a minute here. That's I want to talk about this one. So mm-hmm. uh, Wasail is known for warmth and spices. And fun fact, if you uh, listen to the Department of Offense, actually by this time comes out, it, it'll already be done. We are actually drinking Wasail during the show. Which is a mold cider. So. <laughs> yeah, I sat down here today, and we're gonna do two here, and then D O O right after. So we'll do three podcasts here, and I think 
And then, and I said to Casey, oh, we're going to do some drinking today. <laughs> yeah, well, and the last one's going to be a warm beverage, so they're going to be napping. Yeah, yeah come, come 7 o'clock, you know. <laughs> we're going to have to order Jimmy John's, man. <laughs> All right, yeah, so a sale is known for warmth and spices, the 10th verse of our 12 Beers of Christmas saga. Huh? Ah, right. Yep, they did the 12 Beers of Christmas. For it was leaps and bounds uh, beyond a traditional winter warmer, drawing inspiration from the dark spiced ales from Belgium and our love for experimental brewing in SoCal. Ten Lords of Leaping is a dark imperial wit featuring ten different spices, coriander, orange peel, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, allspice, uh, mace, anise, dried apples, and cloves, which complement the spice notes imparted from the yeast and prance upon the rich, dark-fruited character of the specialty malts. <laughs> I taste all of those things individually. <laughs> I just taste Christmas. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, this is, um, damn, is a good beer? It is. It's it's just a good beer. Super deep ruby hue, um, like khaki head. Um, man, all the all the dark fruit goodness and the the spice isn't overwhelming, which is super good because yep. man, you can really you can really easily overdo it with the easily. Spice. Like, and it's hard. It's hard to when you're trying to like craft a beer like this to like look and see what other you know guys or gals are doing. As far as like the amount of spice, because like I said, like a tiki lager that we have, it's like, you know, a uh, it's a lager that was made with um, Denali hops, which have a little bit more of a fresh pineapple character and, it, and definitely does some some acrobatics. And then there's an allspice in there now. And it's, you know, we just barely rode the the line of of too much, I think, on that beer for us. But it was it was. Good enough to release. So. It's like, and the problem is like, it's, you can, you can never step back with a spice. No. So it's, it's kind of a trial and error thing almost, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Unless you do like some sort of like <coughs> tincture at the end and. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a, at the homebrew scale, that's a lot easier than. It is. And you know, I mean, I, we use, you can get extracts, all kinds of different extracts. If you guys are uh, interested in doing extracts, uh, there's a company called Amoretti that does. Uh, lots of cool different extracts that you can kind of dose your beer with. Um, and they've really kind of been up in their game over the last two, three years uh, for homebrew type stuff. I would definitely not recommend re like using the actual directions on the, the, <laughs> the container that it comes in. What are the directions? Well, the, I don't know. Like I don't, they're just so broad. It's like add this much to this many gallons. And it's like, well, you do that and it's too much or not enough. And I don't know, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, Amoretti, they make, you know, like I said, they make, they make good stuff, but, um, but, um, they, uh, good fruit fly cat. Yeah. <laughs> I ate that thing. Uh, they make good extract, but yeah, you got to kind of dose it and see what you want. I mean, trial and error. The yeah. same thing with the throwing these spices and yeah, you can read the internet all day and see what people are doing, but is it, does it work on your setup? Is it working to your, your taste? Uh, do you yeah. like to do um, spices hot side or um, in like secondary post fermentation? Dude, it depends I, on what you want to do. I I I've always enjoyed. I like doing the spices hot side. Um, I feel like you get a like a rounder spice character, right? Um, than if you just kind of like let it steep in there. When you steep, when it steeps, it gets more tea like. I find right, yeah. So I mean, I'd say nine times out of ten, I'm I'm throwing spice into the boil kettle. So, and then, you know, afterward, you know, if something needs to be done. Yeah. If, if you need, if you need to bring something we, up, we'd assess can, that. 
Yep. And then, so how do you, like, man, like, I, I'm i trying to think, like, dark beers. There's all these. So it, it's not only spice beers, though, around around this time. Right. Like, you also have, like, the winter warmers mm-hmm. and, like, just, like, the big, like, wee heavies and stuff We have these barley wines, English or American, um, you know, your your uh, your your British barley wine obviously isn't going to be as hoppy as an American barley wine, but what do we always say? Like take a double <laughs> take a double IPA and age it, and you, and got, you have a barley wine. You a barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, kids, but <laughs> but a triple IPA, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of, <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, typically these are you know stronger beers that have some kind of spice during the brewing process. Um, they make you know, they're good sipping beers. I think one of the other ones I sort of think of is that fireside chat by 21st amendment. Oh, uh, that one's good. Um, uh, yeah, I like the, uh, the winter warmer from rush. Yeah. Um, rush river. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I, I had some, some of that, that aged accidentally. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, like we ended up with like a case and a half or no, no, like a flat. Like a flat of winter warmer that ended up being like three or three or four years old before we finally finished it. Damn. And that, that aged actually pretty well. That's like awesome. Never got super cardboardy or anything. Like I was like, that yeah. and that's a, a good testament to their their um process. Yeah. Um I have always thought Rush River is an amazing and exemplary brewery. Uh I think we went to 2006. Yeah, maybe? they're old. 2006, I was sitting at the Chatterbox Pub in South Minneapolis drinking Bubble Jack. And I drank, I ordered it because it was an IPA for one. And for two, it sounded like a strain of weed. <laughs> I'm like, gotta get that double bubble. That one out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Think about 2006. I used to drink a Brian. lot of Bubble Jack. Yeah, I, a well, lot. they see, and me too, and I, I pick it up when I can, and but they're what's the scenic pale? The scenic Holy is shit snacks. That is an amazing yeah. summer beer. Was mosaic pale? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely beautiful. But anyway, so yeah, this these styles are they're usually brewed before Christmas in brewers. Excuse me. A lot of these the, people will make seasonal adjustments or um, what is the, uh, it, was it uh, Weyerbacher? Uh, don't they make, the, I'll go, I'll juggle it here when we're talking about something else, but they make a different, you know, winter warmer every year. It's different every year. Uh, that sounds familiar, but yeah. Yeah, I'll look it up. Use but, your Google foo. They will. Um, yeah, no, so it's not like, so you have all these spice dales, you have all these high ABV beers. Mm-hmm. And like it's any beer that like I feel like in a winter warmer or a winter beer or a winter ale or a Christmas ale, however you want to say it, is any beer that you would not drink any other time of the year. <laughs> like if it's not snowing outside, you're going to stay the hell away from that beer because it's going to make you warm, almost a little sweaty. Right. Like, and put you in. A little sweaty. <laughs> You know it's true, Brian. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> or yeah. it, or it has uh, those seasonal spices in it that you don't want any time of the year. Because let's be honest, nobody wants nutmeg and cinnamon in anything except for between November and January. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess Bach is another one that kind of comes to mind because you, you know, you go to Shell's for their Bach. 
Rockfest. Fest. I have not been. Dude, we I, should. Uh, so I have. Uh, I have a coworker that. who lives just outside of New Ulm, and he always, oh. he always, and he has a massive house. And he's like, anytime you want to stay. Maybe man. this year is the year, my friend. We'll have to check be. our calendars yeah. here. Um, but yeah, traditionally, Bach was a seasonal beer that was brewed at you know at winter for consumption uh, at both winter and during like Lent and Easter in the spring, um, somewhere in between Christmas and there. Um, so like old ales, mild ales, I would also lump into this category. And a lot of times these old ales, they threw them in barrels for months or years, which just makes the flavor profile deeper. Um, and some of the old ales that sit in those barrels for a long time, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be really tannic dry. I mean, obviously these are oak barrels. They'll be tannic and dry, um, and sometimes there's uh, like uh, wild yeasts and like a sour character almost from these old ales. Um, but yeah, a lot of them have spices added to them. We're talking about, you know, full body, dark, malt driven type of beers here. So, yeah. yeah. Even camera can get behind on it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking camera. Oh, man. camera. So there's, uh, there's an entire like thing on winter ales. Um, on the realbeer.com website. Wow. Published in 98, of course, because that's almost too new for them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I shit on camera a lot, but they, they, do, they do good work. Yeah. <laughs> like, cask beer would have died without them. Well, so. mm. But, yeah, I... I mean, trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about the. I'm just drinking Lords of Leaping, feeling real good on the inside. Yeah, yeah, likewise. <laughs> All right, so if if you're going to brew one of these beers, uh, we did brew a um, like a Christmas ale last year. Um, we used, I think, we used uh, some brown sugar and mm-hmm. uh, maple and some spices and got this real good like molassesy mm-hmm. thing. So uh, base beer style. I would say start with a porter or a stout or something kind of higher up, like something dark that you can put a lot of uh, like these like dark fruit flavors into uh, your think. Uh, what's the fruitcake? Yeah, fruitcake. And I would almost say that one of the pieces to this style is to, uh, to make sure it's not roasty. Um, yeah. So we want to kind of avoid the the roast malt or I mean a beer that or, your grandma would drink <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah just res- restrain the roast character so if you are using dark malts you are layering malts you know you probably want to go with a like a, a darker caramel malt um, a good uh, secret uh, it's not a secret but a good <laughs> a good malt f- for yeah, this. we're getting secrets here <laughs> <laughs> Uh, double roasted crystal by Simpsons is the key. But that sounds like it would add too much roast. In fact, double the amount of roast. Ah, but it's not. It's just a super dark caramely malt. I also like Patagonia uh, C70 is is kind of a key secret layer that I like to use for these kinds of beers. Um, but I think, again, I think I kind of called out the key to this beer is that, you know, you want spices uh, you want full-bodied, you want darker, malt-driven, um, but, you know, no roast, no smoke. Uh, one other thing I would recommend is um, stay away from the Ten Lords of Leaping. Uh, like, 
idea of throwing everything into yeah, the kettle. Yeah, yeah. What it, do I choose? Choose one or two yeah. spices that you want to use, and kind of build your recipe around that. What's my mantra? Keep it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple because I I always say some of the best beers I've ever made are the simplest recipes. Yep, and if you go back and listen to. All of this, that has been what I've said since day one, Good. when everybody's throwing the goddamn kitchen sink in their beer. I'm like, why? <laughs> Just why? I'm going to get a Two, kitchen sink, malts. and I'm going to throw it into the you goddamn You guys should make cup. a kitchen sink beer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have to be a smash beer <clears throat> with just the kitchen sink, though. That's how well, I Well, you guys, well, the problem is you guys, it has to be like a stainless kitchen sink, so you don't get any porcelain shards in the beer. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. That that is actually a great idea for. Well, some some asshole put you know what burgers and fries. And, yeah. Oh god, yeah. We were talking. We were, we were talking about bull, that last week. Bull testicles. Yeah. Well, the guy was waving them around in the air. <laughs> you just like look at these waving testicles. these bull testicles around. Like, what? All right. Um, well, should we uh, halt on this one and talk about some Christmassy beers in the next episode? Yes. All right. Let me go ahead and get some outro music rocking and rolling here. Okay. On this show outline, you're like, what should you put in them? What shouldn't you put in them? Not everything. <laughs> if that's your takeaway. That's that's kind of what it is. <laughs> uh, you can really put whatever you want in these beers. That's true. You just don't put all of the things in it. Like, choose... Uh-huh. Like you want to be able to taste the different spices. You don't want a muddled mess. No, it's the same thing with hops. Correcto. You don't need 17 varieties of hops in your IPA. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I've bitched about enough uh, people putting too many things in a beer for one episode. So if you like to support us, head over to Patreon.com/slash/BlindStudios and become a patron today. Uh, or if you can do any Amazon shopping, uh, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Your Amazon shopping as normal, and that'll really help us out. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindersstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindersstudios. Follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. You can also find us on Instagram at blind ninja studios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>